0: Broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's Most Unwanted presents The X-Files Podcast.
1: I gotta be honest with you.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Memento mori, memento mori, memento mori. Dude, I'm just warning you. There might as well be a firing squad lined up if you say a single bad word about this episode. Jesus Christ. I can feel the fingers poised over keyboards in the chat. Can you do you do you feel why do
1: you feel my do you feel it coming?
0: Well, you just said I got to be honest with you. And nobody says I've got to be honest with you. I'm having everything's great. I like it. I got to be honest with you. You're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Mhm.
1: mm Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, Memento Mori, man, listen, we haven't sat down to record in some time. We had a little bit of time off life, you know, all that jazz, but we're, uh, we're past that for the time being. And, uh, we're back in our chairs with our mics and our notes and our live audience. Live. And we're here to talk Memento Mori. Josh, are you excited about this?
0: I am excited about it. I mm. was the cause for the, our, our holdup and, um, busyness and life aside, I've been hankering to get back into it. You know, and like the the last time around we had that recording window that we punted, that I punted on... I was like, well, I could probably like, I uh, could probably maybe like push it back a little bit and get to it. But I was like, this episode I know means a, a shitload to a lot of our listeners, so I didn't want to shortchange it. Wanted to come in with the super positive attitude that I have right now.
1: And it's I hard. want to shortchange it. so I planned it smack dab in the middle of my sober months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. There wasn't a lot of planning involved. I'm trying <laughs> to roll the punches. Well, and say we're back.
1: It's gonna be just fine, my friend. Mm-hmm. But um, so. Memento mori. Memento mori. It's getting a lot. Of, it. It's getting a lot of love, right? That was uh, some sort of uh, Roman phrase, right, for soldiers, just reminding them that death would still come for them eventually. It's almost like a check yourself. Phrase. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's like a check oh, yourself oh, phrase mori's death. that that soldiers would say at the end of, uh, I guess, battles and or celebrations. Centurion. Like, yeah, are yeah. Like, hey, man, we fucking crushed the Gauls this week. Well done. Great numbers. Uh, you know, Vestivius. What's your, your KDR? Ra-
0: ratio Rexius.
1: Your KDR, yeah, was dope. But just remember, Memento Mori. Memento
0: Mori. Don't get war. ahead of
1: yourself, right?
0: So basically, you remember you're gonna die. Remember, yep. we're mortal.
1: That's right. Remember, like we're it. mortal. Yep. It's it's a check yourself. It's it's. Uh, remember, Belichick did the um, have some humble pie. Remember that year? It wasn't mm. pie, but it was be humble. It, they, they had shirts. They sold shirts. Same same yeah. idea. Same idea. Yeah. Um. Obviously, this is a little bit more on the nose. But um, yeah, man, this is a, um, so first of all, I don't watch cancer movies, right? <laughs> no. The only one I watched recently. Rip into or,
0: another Philadelphia rewatch.
1: I was just going to say, Philadelphia, right? Tom Hanks at the end, like all these movies. And it's because when I was a child, I got fucked up by the Ryan White story, which was a 10 year old with AIDS, which is how old I was. And uh, and I think it gave me some sort of like PTSD because it just fucked me up really bad. <sighs>
0: Ten year old with AIDS.
1: Yeah, he had a blood transfusion and got Shearing AIDS. Sharing needles. Tough. Yeah, fucking, fucking running around, not being safe.
0: <laughs> hey, you get out what there you get. hanging you out run? with
1: Freddie Mercury? No, it was, um, it was, uh, it was you a transfusion. Sitting and
0: sodomizing. Yeah,
1: it was a transfusion. But um, so I would never. I'm not somebody who would watch. Uh, you know, I watched, um, I watched that movie still Alice, which is like, you know, this 50 year old woman gets Alzheimer's. I'm like, I can't watch this shit. Like, this is just not life is shitty enough at times. And it's beautiful too. I'm not going to be like, oh, fucking me. but, um, but, but it is bad enough to where I don't necessarily feel like I need to engage in that type of cinema. Um, I could never watch something like This Is Us, where all like every woman I know sits down and cries and watches that show because, like, oh my god, Tommy has brain cancer. This is crazy. He's gonna die at the end of the season. I just can't do it. Um, yeah. it's probably it's probably a, a fear of your own mortality. That's part of it too. But also, it it's it like it just gets. It, I'm just like I can't do it. It's too real. It's too real. I guess is my point. So all that bullshit aside. That's one of the – that's like my stopgap for Memento Mori is is observing Scully in the state. Now, obviously, I've seen the show, so I know her fate and blah, 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 so it's a lot different. But I had to watch this episode about three times to kind of get over the fact that that's not really my style of thing I like to watch. And then I I honestly did find myself watching a pretty compelling piece of TV. And I understand that what I'm supposed to probably do as an X-Files host uh, for a podcast is sucked. Jillian Anderson off this whole episode and she always <laughs> deserves it. And she's always good. And I'm not even suggesting she's not good. She's great. She won an Emmy, blah, blah, blah. But it's sucky. It's shitty for, for Decoveny, who we always are saying is playing second fiddle to her because he has such a good episode this week. I thought he was really, really good this week. There's a couple of moments, a couple of looks he gives her where I'm like, wow, he's really saying so much with that look he's giving her. And that's really difficult to do, and it was super believable. But um, but no, a good episode, but but that's kind of my upfront diatribe. Let me shut the fuck up for a second and let you that's talk. That's
0: fair. So it's kind of like um, different in that this is a, a good episode no matter what, but when we – that episode, I think it was The Walk, the prison one. Oof. And you were just like, like prison shit is just not my thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's why know, I couldn't really movies. get into Oz. Yeah.
1: I, I so mean, there, it, 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 like Shawshank Redemption is such a great fucking movie, but yeah. I, you know, and I still watch it and I go, of course this is brilliant, but
0: there's like, there, everybody has a thing like that. A thing Correct. that is just, you know, and not even saying it's like triggering. It just, you do not enjoy. It's just the not experience on my of sitting place. through
1: it. Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, like any kind of love triangle thing, it's not triggering, it's just like the, the fact that this is an interesting storyline to anybody, that's great. Can't stand it. Complete waste of my time. And it's like, so the, with the sole exception being maybe my all-time favorite movie, Casablanca, which literally revolves completely around a love t- triangle, but mm. it's so fucking good, no movie will ever do it better than that, maybe, sure. and, and also doesn't have a bullshit ending. So, yeah. I I get what you're saying, it's basically, like, Caveat: Hard to love when when the core of the episode is just something that you don't fucking. So don't, so can jag- I ask
1: you a question because because I think I can I think I can pin it down. What is it? Do you suppose is the reason why a love triangle movie gets to you?
0: Um, a lot maybe, maybe of it is, that's the wrong word. I it's it's like the most contrived romantic thing you can do. I think you know yep. and. Maybe it's just, like, the idea of, like, I could never picture myself, like— Yeah, yeah, got it. —being a—you a, know, I don't know.
1: Being being the—victim's the, the uh, victim's a strong word, but being either party, you're saying.
0: I guess, yeah. Like, yeah. especially the way they're done in—you know, I mean, everybody's had messy relationships and shit like that. Sure, but sure, of course. I'm talking about, like, you know, the fucking Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Uh, as a so, bad so, movie
1: example. They're, like— um But, but, but even if just See, I'm, I'm a sucker for no, I'm just gonna say I'm a, we're getting a little crosstalk, we might have a little bit of a bandwidth issue, but I, I I'm a f i am ai mean I I'm a I have a oh, God, I hate that I'm even gonna say this. There is a romanticness idea in my head where I do like shit like unrequited love. Like that kind of that kind of thing there's something I like about that. Like I don't know. I don't know what that says about me. Um, something about the unavailability of someone is enticing to me. I like that a little bit. I don't know if that means I have a, a huge thought about love triangles. That said, um, that show, The Affair, is really fucking good because it's very, very real mm. compared to, say, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> but, right. right. You know, it, it gets into like the psychology of people who who step out of their marriages, etc. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I understand what you're saying, though. You, you when you have that bugaboo, it just becomes a fucking thing right yeah
0: and, and, and it. granted it's it's you know i don't know it's, i think it's weird to say i love cancer movies i mean maybe <laughs> i think the the response would be um you know oh no i i like the i like you know the drama i love you know the mm. meaningfulness the whatever like people probably wouldn't say i love cancer movies but yeah it's a fucking bummer here um i don't have the particular bugaboo Mm. But I'm totally tracking on what you're feeling. Sure, sure. Um, what I don't really get, which I think uh, mm, I'm not gonna say across the board, but a lot of our listeners pointed this episode have some you know great listener comments. We'll talk about yeah. This episode flipping through them now. So come up before a lot of it's about Jelly and Anderson. A lot of it's you know a lot of shipper kind of stuff going on. Okay. What I don't really see in this episode. Is people pointing to this as like an example of Mulder being, and I'm not going to like go off on a whole thing about this, but because c- I do think it's good writing, but it is it is 100% not indicative for the most part in my mind of him being a good partner. And I don't just mean FBI partner. I mean like a, a fucking friend, a someone who is there for someone because sure. – One of, if not the most important person in his life gets cancer Mm -hmm. and is going through this fucking horrible treatment. And if you've ever seen somebody go through chemo and radiation, it's fucking miserable. And what is he doing? He's out running down the truth. When Scully specifically said, that's not what I need right now. Mm -hmm. Like, so he's not there for her. Yes, he's trying to get to the bottom of what happened to her. That's not what she's looking for. That's not what she wants. That's not what's going to fucking save her. Like he's yes. doing his thing. It's great writing because that the fucking scene when he like refuses to believe it, it is it's maybe one of his best performances. It's 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 really good. So fucking good.
1: That's the, that's I, the moment I'm talking about very specifically. Yes. Is is that and and um this this moment towards the end but well I'm going to save that.
0: Right. Yeah. But when, when Mikey Marinara and I love you says you can tell He really loves her and doesn't want to lose her, which should finally appease the Josh and Deans of the world. Okay. Yeah. However, (laughs) loving someone and not wanting to lose them and not doing the thing that they need from you is not fucking like an amazing thing. But it is, like I said, I'm not, I think it's great writing. I think it's great performance. And I, I love that Mulder does that. And I really dig, I think the best part about Scully's, the 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 art performance, I mean, It's hard to convey as much through a voiceover as she does. Sure, sure. It's, it's you know, because you don't have facial expressions. You don't have a lot of things, I think, that, you know, an actor might rely on. Not a not an actor, not a director, drink. But she puts a lot into it. And it's this coming to terms with her own mm. mortality. Yes. And then kind of full circle, deciding, like, nope, I'm not I I came to terms with it but no I'm not ready I'm not I'm not accepting it not because of denial but because of like resiliency or or whatever you want to call it Yes. yes and it's a fucking great it's a great arc it's a great circle so I think it's two amazing little mini character arcs that happen here but hey if you think this is evidence of, of Mulder being the perfect thing for Scully because he gives her a hug and a kiss on the forehead after mm-hmm. abandoning her to fucking chemo radiation, I go fuck yourself.
1: Right. Yeah. That's the part I was wondering about too. Cause I, you know, I, in, 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 in everyone's defense, I have not read one listener comment. I just, I'm pulling them up on my iPad right now and kind of flipping through, but I want to, I'm trying to focus on what you're fucking saying. and I don't have time to read this shit. I should have already read it. There's a little peek behind the curtain, but, um, you know the one thing about it's you. You said something in the midst of that of that rant, strong rant, by the way, which was it is. It's probably I think you either said it probably or it definitely is realistic, and it is right if he's going to be who he is always. Yep. And what's interesting about that is, on the one hand, we have a guy who is doing what he thinks he needs to do to fix her, right? Not what she wants. He's doing what he thinks he needs to do. That's the only thing I can think of. And there's probably a part of him and I, and I, you know, I would have liked a little bit of a focus on this where he might've been kind of afraid, right? Kind of afraid to be there. Kind of afraid to, to be part of the process that is terrifying, right? That That's a real
0: scary thing. Yeah. That would have been a good moment. And, and, and also a very real and a relatable one. Absolutely. Right. It's, she is, it's a hard spot to be in. Sure. Sure. Yep. <clears throat> Sorry. Dr. Johnson, nope. men feel the need to fix shit. Correct. <laughs>
1: Of Correct. Course. Right. Um, well, that goes back to one of the greatest movie scenes of all time, which is in White Men Can't Jump. Right. <laughs> and uh, I know I'm, I'm dating myself, but it's Woody Harrelson and uh, Rosie, fucking, I forget her last name. Greer? No.
0: No.
1: Press. You- when when she's like, I want, she's like, I'm, she wakes him up in the middle of the night and she's like, I'm thirsty. He's like, okay. And he starts getting up to go get her a drink and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to get you water. She's like, I know. But it, it, the point is is she wants him to empathize with her thirst it's it's played for gags, but yeah. it's great and he's like, I'm getting you water because you're thirsty <laughs> right it's like yep. it's the ultimate miscommunication where she doesn't she wants him to be like oh I'm'm I'm, that sucky that and it's a little deeper than I'm just thirsty feel my pain obviously she has a stronger case than that but but that's it plays for gags and it's funny and that's I remember that not getting that as a kid when i saw it i was like i don't understand the scene at all it doesn't make any sense yeah but it is you know it is we 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 tend to want to fix when partners come to us with issues and sometimes we just need to shut up and listen and i think and that's cool and i'm and i'm not going to be like yeah women are always right in that case because sometimes men want to fix because they hear the same thing over and over and over (laughs) again and sometimes a guy hears the same thing over and over and over again. He's like, okay, been pretty supportive.
0: Let's, let's try to, let's e- take action now. Right? Either take action or stop talking about it.
1: <laughs> and sometimes guys are assholes and they just go right into fixing and there is no empathy. I'm just saying that no, it's, it's 50, 50, it's 50, yep. 50, but, but it does show, a, it, it does show a propensity for men to want to fix and women to want to empathize. I think generally speaking, is that safe to say in today's fucking world? Yes.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I know you can't, like, you're not allowed to talk about differences then between, like, men and women nowadays or whatever, <laughs> it's, which it's is a ludicrous silly, ludicrous it's, thing it's to do.
1: It's fucking ludicrous.
0: Um, <clears throat> it's ludicrous. But there are a lot. But yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No. And in, 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 it plays well, out
1: in this episode in a, in a sense, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. One of the most interesting things that was always, um, like, women, I think it's an average, it's say three times as many words a day as men, which hmm. I wonder types, if that's like, still
1: true when it comes to typing with your thumbs.
0: texting okay okay yeah um but yeah there's i mean you know joking about generalities but down to these characters there's a couple good comments that just came up in the chat local audrey you know we were talking about Mulder and you know whether he failed or or was not doing you know what he was could have been doing for her (laughs) local audrey talking about how he probably feels like he failed the last time he needed to fix shit when she was abducted And then Harper sure. saying the thing about uh, Mulder's constant chase in this app is that if he ever stopped to process this and was there for Scully the way she wanted him to be, it would mm-hmm. crush him. So <clears throat> I, I think those are both really good points. Sure. And it makes brings up a thing I would throw out there about Mulder, see if you agree, is that, you know, he's. I, I make jokes a lot of time about Mulder being a self, sh- selfish character because I, I think he is. And I don't mean selfish, like, in the way of, you know, I, I just want to take care of myself. Mulder cares deeply about Scully. Of course. But his idea of doing things for Scully, it doesn't involve, like, truly empathizing with her to figure out what she wants. Mm-hmm. He He's, like, like he Mulder is just a blinders, like, he just has a hard time, ironically, for somebody who's open-minded about <clears throat> theories and paranormal shit. He sees shit through, like, his worldview so dominantly, I think. hmm and secondly, you know, what, what Harper said, I think it would crush him because at the end of the day, Mulder is not as strong, I think, as, as Scully is when it comes to like grappling maybe with emotion. Mulder needs action <clears throat> because I think he is, he is prone to take away the action. I think he would be prone to uh, kind of fall apart. I think it's, you
1: know, maybe, maybe – hmm. I'm trying to think of how one can determine what is strength and emotional discomfort, right? Uh, I, think, I, think, I think Scully would, would be very good at making the Stoics proud, right? Which, which is a, a movement actually kind of returning to American discourse, which is interesting. Yeah. Yep. The idea of Stoicism, it, it, it's always fascinated me. Um, the ability to suffer in silence and um, being Stoic in the face of what inevitable, invariable in, in will be difficulty. And I think, I think Scully has that power. Um, there's something remarkable about her stoicism, to be perfectly frank, and that's her ability to just roll with it and maintain a calmness in the sense of what seems to be at times overwhelming difficulty, grappling with one's own mortality. Um, there can be probably nothing more challenging than perhaps maybe grappling with the mortality of a child, right? I, I just can't imagine anything more difficult than that. And which, which kind of brings me to Mulder's point, if we take Mulder, we, you know, what we've seen at least in the last several episodes is Mulder's probably facing less difficulty from an emotional standpoint than say Scully, clearly, but Scully, but, but Mulder has a difficult past as well. And, uh, I find it so interesting that I'm talking about Mulder in a Scully episode, but, um, but, but just somebody who lost his sister, uh, as a boy and it's kind of propelled him forward and in in you know to to your point, he is a guy who his dominant worldview sort of propels his behavior, which on the one hand, we say, well, there's nothing more genuine than that, which could be a merit, but could also be difficulty when it comes to partnership, for example, right The idea of something like trait agreeableness <laughs> yep. or trait disagreeableness can be difficult you know if you're disagreeable you you might get ahead, you might but also you might have difficulties with interpersonal relationships and connectivity. And that's not even to say Mulder doesn't feel. He Hello. Does. He, you know, he's just, yeah, he's just very, he, he, he's very, he's very propelled by his own worldview and he is emotional and he has suffered difficulties. I mean, you can't have your sister get abducted when you're a kid and kind of feel like you did nothing about it at the time. and, it's, it might sound selfish to say because Scully's the one going through this grappling with the, her own mortality. But also, it's got to be difficult for Mulder as well. That's not to say more difficult, not even close. But you know, he, it's, he's going to react the way he is going to react. And, and part of me thinks, is there a part of us that says, boy, I wish he would just react the way I want him to as a viewer once? And then there's part of me that says, this is the way he's probably going to react if he's going to say true to form. Right, right. It's weird. It, it's almost like you're in a. Re- we are in a relationship with Mulder. Like, right? We're, <laughs> we're hoping one day every one of Mulder's <laughs> yes. relationship. Yes, I know, I know. Because there are times where I know people have waited on me to be a certain way, and they waited indefinitely, and then they left. Right? And I know there are people I've waited on, and I'm like, oh, it's probably just because of this thing, and and I realized. If I'm not, if I don't dig on you now, why am I waiting for some idealized version of what you could be? This is a mistake, right? This is a mistake we all fall into, especially when we're younger. We think, okay, this partner is going to be this way once they get over this thing. And then they just never do because they are who they fucking are.
0: Yeah, and, the mistake and of believing are, people change.
1: Yeah, change ch- with truly with huge changes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that's why I think there is, that's why it, it's, there's a, even if it's shitty, there. I think. I guess what I'm trying to say is, yes, because you know me, I love taking the piss out of Mulder, but I also think I, I almost admire his ability to be who he is despite everything. Um, but yeah, also, but also, uh, it, it may have shown a sense of growth to behave a touch differently, which he might do a tiny bit in the episode. But for the most part, you're right. I think he's running and And maybe if he 's running from his own fear about the you know his own mortality, you know I mean shit, this happens to her it can happen to anybody yeah and uh and um you know you, you see that as people get older, how old was he that's all everyone says how old was he because then they start internalizing that right, and I know i 've done it but um but yeah maybe- man, it's 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 fucking it's a cool episode it, you know i i I do dig it like i there's a lot of dynamics in it that I think are interesting and makes me think about the characters a lot,
0: yeah it's cool to see. You know, on the surface, Mulder is literally running into action. He is taking risks. He is going forward. But, you know, as a character, you can look at him as more he is running from something. And maybe you're right that, you know, maybe one, one thing, a burr that's hanging for me in, in this episode is that I do think it kind of lets Mulder off the hook mm, and not because it's bad writing. Because, like I said, I, I I think it's great how Mulder deals with this in terms of being realistic and true to his character, but he he's never really held to account—not by Scully, not by the the viewer, not really by anybody. Um, I I just I I do think a moment of you know, and, and there are some that the topic comes up early on with, with between Scully and Mulder when she's talking about where, where she's at with things, but ultimately, like. He gets to show up at the end of the day. She's kind of come full circle on her own because mm-hmm. Mulder has not fucking been there at all. Sure. And, and has said, like, you know, it makes me feel good that you're out there pursuing your truth or whatever. Yes. You know? Okay. Yes. Great. But like, where is your, like, some, are you a little too stoic, Scully? Like, where is your, where the fuck are you right now, Mulder? I'm scared and I'm alone and I'm mm. in pain. Like maybe, maybe I wanted a, a little bit, a little bit of that, like maybe Sure. as much as I admire Scully and as much as I am, admire, I guess I would probably say like I admire stoicism in general. And maybe that says a lot about me because, it, you know, you, 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 tend to worship, maybe you, you worship the thing, people demonstrating well, the things you think you are a part of you. Of course. I yeah, think when you, you're watching something but maybe is it a little too stoic? Maybe is there not like a, or that which we hope to be, or or that which we hope to be, right? Everybody
1: like that's Marvel.
0: (laughs) Yeah. A crack of weakness in Scully and a, and a little bit of a repercussion in that relationship with Mulder, I think could have, you know, maybe wouldn't be placating to the listeners, but maybe rewarding from like a character Mm. standpoint.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair criticism, uh, or, or maybe just a fair ask better way to say it. Right. Yeah. But no it is, you know, it, 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 it definitely brings together a lot of thoughts about the characters and the dynamics that they share. And what's fucked up about it is, you know, I, I keep coming back to this idea of, in my mind what one thing I know that Mulder will do, and, and this is you know, and this is where I, I, I will throw a bone to the shippers is that there's nobody who's going to pursue this case with greater passion than Mulder right?
0: He would risk everything.
1: He, he, he would, he would die. I fully believe he would die. Um, and I, and I (laughs) almost did, right. It'd be be a short program, short program. (laughs) But you know, I think, I think, (laughs) I think that's what I, I think that's what I like. Right. I think that's what I like about it. Like I like this idea that I know Mulder deep down, knowing that this, there's a part of Mulder and there always is a part of Mulder The, I want to believe nothing signifies this program more than Mulder and everything he does X files. I want to believe that's the fucking goddamn slogan of the program and nobody inhabits it better than Mulder, right? He does want to believe. In fact, he does believe probably. And I think that belief, um, perhaps that lack of stoicism is what causes him to take action. Perhaps that's why he does, with with great passion and energy and enthusiasm and, and dare I say, fearlessness, despite a man loaded with fear, pursue these dangerous endeavors, which also, if I want to be a meta cunt, I can say, well, yes, it's a, called the X-Files. There's going to be some, there has to be, it can't just be crying at the bedside. And, you know what I mean? So there's that part of it too, but he is a guy who's going to pursue this truth because there's a part of him that wants to believe and perhaps does believe that if he gets to the bottom of whatever the investigation is in Memento Mori, the, the B plot line, I guess you would say, although it's kind of the A plot line. I don't know. That doesn't matter. That that he will somehow figure out a way to help Scully in a way that the regular doctors just won't or can't. Yep. Right?
0: Yeah, there's there's no doubt as to the the strength and purity of his intentions. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's not a... It's not a question of Mulder not being willing to do everything he can for Scully, but at the end of the day, like, yes, it is the X-Files, so that's what's going to happen. <laughs> but take a little bit of that off step, the focus. Step back from that for a minute. Yeah, exactly. probably could have used you know, him next to the hospital bed, maybe visiting a couple hours a day, holding her hand while she was like trying to fucking hold her insides in. That so so let's nice. talk about that.
1: Do you do you think it would show... Are we going to call that good writing in, in par for the course for Mulder, or do we think this could be a misstep in the writing?
0: I think it's good writing that because it isn't. He he is there for Scully. He's been there for Scully. Um, you know, let me not take my my little meme of being Mulder's bad partner, or whatever, too far. He he obviously has been many times. Sure. Um but here it triggers something in him which is very core to him it it, his reaction when he refuses to believe there's nothing that can be done yes and and scully is the scientist and the doctor who's being mm-hmm. relatively cold and objective about mm-hmm. her own probably terminal condition to him yep. yes he's the one that needs to be like counseled it causes a a strong reaction in him mm-hmm. to to reject that isn't that inter- beautifully
1: ironic yes it's beautifully ironic because, yes, M- uh, Scully is a woman of science, but she's also a woman of faith.
0: Yeah. That, right? I mean, it's and come up before. The, yeah. That mismatch is so interesting.
1: Yeah, it is. It, 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 there's a beautiful irony in, in such that faith can propel so much strength in people. I mean, beyond what we could possibly imagine versus cold, hard logic. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's very admirable to me personally. But um, I, I, you know, it is. It's pretty remarkable to see that inverted a little bit here. And we've talked about it before because we know that she is pragmatic, she is rational, she is intelligent. That's not the. And she she tends to be a bit stoic, but but she can't empathize with people. We've seen her be. You know, don't confuse what I'm suggesting as Scully stoicism as Scully is somehow detached. I think that's that plays more into Mulder's core because he's so he's detached insofar as he's distracted with the, with the task at hand, right? Which is, I want to believe that always is going to supplant, um, the, the sympathy he may feel for somebody or the emotional connection he may feel for somebody, um, with the exception of, I think towards the end of this episode, which, which I don't know, there's something powerful about the two of them in that moment, but without getting off the beaten path, I think that's, it's crazy to think that he's the one believing that I, I want to believe she has faith that it's, Again, it's for, for as long as the show has been around, it's created interesting discussions and interesting conflict yep. and 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 at times interesting harmony between the two characters.
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, and, and uh, what did you think of the element of uh let's get, let's maybe just kind of talk about Talk about the plot? Yeah, and let's talk about them separately. Kind of sure. what Scully goes through. Let's tackle that cuz we've we've covered most of it, which is I just so. her internal arc. The one thing to kind of bring up is her interaction with mainly Penny, right? The the yes. other survivor. Yes. Um,
1: Great callback, by the way, on the um MOF move, move what is it? The, m- the, move the, on.
0: The, MUFON. MUFON. Mutual UFO that was network, cool. I think. Something yeah. like that. Um you know, because that's where the cancer thing starts. Mulder and Scully head out together and then it's that connecting with them. Scully goes one way to meet this patient who's in the hospital or to see mm-hmm. her again. Mm-hmm. And then comes up the idea of the treatment, Dr. Scanlon. And then that whole thing goes sketchy down. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> sketchy Scanlon. Sketchy Scanlon. And meanwhile, Mulder kind of goes, pulls it in the opposite direction, finding this guy. Well, I guess they find him together initially. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Kurt something?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, apparently the name of Chris Carter's contact in the FBI for fact-checking.
0: No shit. Kurt Crawford, yeah, Crawford, I think. Yep. Kurt Crawford. Yeah. So, you know, Mulder finding him and then pulling that thread and then bringing in the loan gum and all that stuff. So I guess the, the, the thing with Scully, what did you, uh, did you dig that tie in or is it just too much like a cancer bummer of, of, no, no,
1: I absolutely dug it. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's really good. I, this is a good episode of TV. Make, don't get it twisted. My, my hangups aside, which I, 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 you know, maybe once upon a time, it'd be hard for me to separate the two. But, um, you know, after pummeling it into my head three times, it was almost like exposure therapy. <laughs> like, just get the fuck over and watch it, you dummy. But no, I think it's really good. I, I honestly really enjoy the mythology arc this week. And I don't know if I'm not supposed to, but I find myself excited at the prospect. And, and maybe part of that is, yay, we're not in the hospital. <laughs> but I did, I did, you know, I did really like that. Um, uh, so... Yeah, Scully finding out. I think Audrey just said it. The moment she she's only the only one left alive takes your breath away, hundred percent. Again, this is more strength from from Jillian Anderson. Um, I, I seem to recall uh, Scully's mother in this, and I remember we getting a, a negative review because we hope <laughs> she died horrifically. We're talking about a make believe character.
0: And I think we're, we We celebrated he, that that she did die. We
1: celebrated her death, and, and I think they got very <laughs> mad at us about that in the review section.
0: <laughs> Dude, but can we just drag that mother again? What a fucking bitch. God. Yeah. I, I don't want to be held in the dark anymore. Why didn't you tell me? Ugh. I drove here. I drove here the whole way. Ugh. Fucking cunt rag.
1: Next time, drive off the fucking bridge.
0: Fucking straight favor. off. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't tell mm-hmm. you about my cancer the day I found out. How <laughs> fucking selfish of me. I had to process it before you I brought it. piece of shit. You, Did you think
1: about how this was going to make me feel, huh, Josh? Why didn't you tell me sooner?
0: Fucking this bitch makes Mulder look like Mother Teresa. She's so
1: self-involved. God. It's, 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 it's very difficult. You know, it's, it's very hard to like this character. And I don't think I – I don't know if the show wants me to, but, boy, I, I don't see – uh, obviously, she loves Scully, but I, I mean, sure. That that I guess.
0: Local Audrey says this in the chat in all caps, and I'm not shitting you. She said, this isn't about you, bitch. I said that aloud no on my couch watching the episode. I was so agitated. That's like, funny. fuck
1: off! I was watching it, and I was already sort of pummeled. I was already kind of trying <laughs> to fucking keep it together on the ropes. And I just went like this. When the mother started with that, I just went like this. Yuck. Like that. That was my Yuck. only response. I was sipping some fucking San Pellegrino. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> and I looked up and went, "Yuck!" When she said it, it was so annoying, man. I fucking hated it.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it sucks. She fucking sucks. Uh, sucks. So yeah. a- actually, you know, this brings up a uh, something. One of our listeners, uh, B. A. Powalk. Ba Baracus, holy shit! Ba Baracus is in the <laughs> chat. Um, he's not in the chat, but he's uh, B- yeah, Poelic. He posts on the um, on the Facebook page a lot, and he's brought this up a couple times, which I think is a fun, great little thing. And I think I was like, oh, we got nobody to use. I keep he he's posted a few times. And I'm like, oh, I keep meaning to bring that up in an episode. He can only and-
1: he's just. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but with, there can only be one BP. So he's Pollock.
0: Okay, it's oh, right. I'm sorry, it's B. L. Paweluk. Oh, oh B. L. Okay, got BL. it. Got it, got it, got it. B. L. BL works. Bad BL. Larry. Bad Larry. Bad Larry. So, Bad, Bad, Bad Larry has brought up the Colton douche scale. <laughs> the most Massachusetts thing that ever happened. <laughs> you the... instantly get a nickname.
1: <laughs> For those, <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sucks, right? Well, now you're now you're Bad Larry, brother. Forever. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> Forever.
0: For those douchey hated a hole characters of the shows. All of them will be rated against Colton's mm-hmm. 5.0 score. So Colton is the reference point, right? He is the absolute zero of this One to five, scale. is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you all remember Colton, you know, lucked in the World Trade Center bombings. Oh my God. That guy from uh, from Squeeze, of course, very early on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So oh God. where is Scully's mom on the Colton douche scale? All right, I'm writing it down. So Colton's a five- Colton is the
1: five. He is is the there 5. a zero, zero or is that a null? Is that a null um, attribute? Yeah, null. No. So like Skinner is a zero.
0: Well, Skinner's a little bit of a douche. I mean, yeah, Skinner's right, probably fair. like a one point five or two. I guess Scully, Scully's a zero. Scully's a zero. Scully's sure. never ever a douche. <laughs> Let's no. be real. Mulder's like a two and a half maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are we go? say okay, so half. We got halves as a number. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, All right, I then mean Pendryl's a no, no, 0.5. No, no, no. You
0: you could you get down to like point seven. I mean, whatever you want to do. I mean, that's... Come on, man. Use your decimal place. Fucking math? Olympic school... Olympic judges can use it. Why can't we? <laughs> Fine. <Okay. laughs>
1: I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Makes me hate you 1% more than I did earlier today. Well, 1%?
0: So 0.01? Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: God. <laughs> um, so what is mom? If Colton's a... Fu- man, lucky in the World Trade Center is, is top of the... That's creme de la creme. <laughs> that's
0: creme de la creme, right? Um... Mm. I'm going to give her a 4.1. A 4.1.
1: What's her, What's your name?
0: Uh, Mrs. Scully. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Cunty Scully. Cunty Scully. Right. Margaret.
1: Ugh. Cunty Scully. <laughs> <laughs> There's one Cun- Margaret, and she's a fucking... last name is Thatcher. That's the only one that's allowed. No, I'm kidding.
0: So, Cunty Scully. Um. Cunty Scully. Colton Deerscale from Bad Larry. Five is really high.
1: Yeah, this is the B-O... Colton Dushko. That's her little wordy. We're going to workshop that. Um, she's definitely in the four. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who is between her and Colton because that's going to really affect my outcome because I'm trying to make a frame of reference here.
0: Yeah, we'll have to post it up. You know, we'll have to. We'll, we'll rely on our listeners. So we will try fourth. to do this. I'd like to try to do this every episode, if appropriate. Throw one if, character if, if there is a douche in it. Yeah, uh, that might be a tough call. So for- Well, um, that could give us some of the low baselines. You know, we need some. Need some ones, twos, and threes to make it scientifically accurate.
1: <laughs> because I can't think of five people. Because I can't think of five. Like I can't think of a point six, seven, eight, nine. There's probably some in there. Yeah. I'm going to throw Cunty Scully at a
0: 4.5. 4.5. Big, heavy. Big, strong. All right. Somebody write that down. Margaret Scully. Cunty Scully is a 4.1. I just from wrote Josh, it. Josh, a 4.5 from Dean. I like you that. should
1: have 4.1 from you. 4.1. Yeah. Got it. 4.1. Yeah.
0: Um, where were we? Oh, so yeah. And I just, what I really did like the, the thing with, is it Peggy or Penny? Why do I keep fucking this up? Um, in the hospital, the other survivor. Is I think her Henny. name is
1: De- I think her name is Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's too much.
0: S- Skeletor. I'm gonna, get in- I'm gonna get in trouble for making fun <laughs> Ms- of another fictional character's death. Skeletor. Um, <laughs> you know who I thought Ugh. you was for a second, and then I'm like, that's awful. You just think cancer victims look alike? Was the um, in Fight Club, the woman who goes up to the uh, sport group and talks about all the sex toys. Oh, yes, it's it's just the head wrap. <laughs> Just that, yeah, 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 that's what it is, right? Terrible. But no, um, yeah, but but anyway, Penny, it's Penny Northern, so, I think, or some shit. Yes, who, by the way, is in um, in that show, Man in the High Castle, the, this actress. Oh, thing. yep, recurring right Um, so I like the part how she's there for Scully, but also kind of weirding out Scully. You know, Scully is of course because she's talking crazy a little bit, she's talking crazy. But when she's like, listen, you have to, you have to start like, pro- I don't think she says you, you need to accept this, but you need to kind of start processing and moving forward with like what's mm. behind this. Yes. Which is probably a pretty good point for, mm. you know, somebody who has cancer, not just from like bad luck or bad genes, but probably for another reason. And yeah. There's, probably there's government
1: a, fuckery here.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and I like. From that point to then seeing, and I wouldn't even call it an arc necessarily, but just kind of this, this relationship with this character. When Scully's there then comforting her as she's on her way out at the end, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and just her reaction when she walks out of the room after like, and just a really good. Yeah, it's It's wild understated like we just hear an alarm beep you see a nurse kind of run in the door closes and then scully walking out like kind of tearful mm-hmm. like man what a great way to do that instead of yeah, like yeah. instead of go like er with it or fucking yeah, whatever yeah, you just know just let it be
1: just let it yeah
0: be. and just mm-hmm. let scully let let jillian anderson show you like the weight of what what's happening not by trying to like over dramatize it sure um and really a great payoff scene with, with the, uh, as one of the listeners commented, the forehead kiss TM trademark. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) it's it's a good, the,
1: the, the end of the episode is a strong scene between the two. And it stood out to me because this is where I think the does decently as an actor goes, even if, you know, even if it can be, even if he can be infuriating, but, um, it's funny watching him. There's a nervous energy to to him in that scene. There's a there's a medium shot in the hallway where he's kind of like dancing on his feet, and he's and his hands are a little fidgety. And I just think that's really good work. He doesn't. This is difficult for him because this. What I like about this scene right now. Here's why the scene really works for me because he has done everything he can from the running around. He's he wants. I want. I want to believe. Okay. That's what he just got done doing for 40-whatever minutes. Now he's standing in a hallway with a very real prospect, having seen this, you're standing in the presence of death, so to speak, within 20 feet of you, and somebody that you care deeply about more than anyone, maybe your sister, maybe, probably not at this point, more than anyone, and they share what appears to be a similar fate, and there's nowhere else to go right? You're standing there. You can't go anywhere. You have to be there in that moment. And watching that kind of wash over him for a second, I think he just does. I think the DeCovane does a good job here with facing the reality as she's facing the reality. Yeah. He's facing a much different reality, but that's not going to mean it's easy. She's facing the ultimate reality, right? It's and, and it's it, just, what a great moment between these two actors. I, I think they're, yeah. say what you want about the kiss, but them performing
0: is solid. It, it ties back, so well to the stuff we were saying before. Yay, pat ourselves on the back. We're so good at this. <laughs> but yeah. no, how, how we talked about like Mulder running. Mulder like needing to be in action, yes. needing to go after shit. Yes, And then when when he's run out of that, that he's so uncomfortable sitting there because he can't do anything right now. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and wait and then yep. say the truth will save you, Scully, and fucking yep. make me want to slap you. Um yep. I will say the kiss, I guess, in the script. This was mentioned um, in the in the Facebook comments that it yeah, was originally going to be a a real like kiss on the lips, and thank mm-hmm. God it wasn't. No shit. Not because, you know, not because I'm an anti shipper, but just. What a weird, awkward, Hollywood bullshit moment for a fucking make makeout. <laughs> right the camera, he gets he a scoop of ass. He just starts fucking
1: grabbing her. Yeah, he scoops her ass. He's got a hand hard on her tit, slams her up against the wall, just starts fucking her on the gurney that the dead lady was just on.
0: <laughs> they, they, Ooh, they're wheeling out dead Penny as he's just going to town against the wall. Oh, boy. You know, <clears throat> that's it. Yeah. That'd be pretty that's wild. wild. Let's talk about the fun part. Let, let,
1: let me let that swim around in my head for a minute. No, um, do you, <laughs> is that fanfic? Fan fan is that fanfic? Fan fan? <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, want to uh, listen to this a little bit? Let's give it a listen, shall we? I decided to throw it out. I decided tonight that um, that I'm not going to let this thing beat me. I came into this hospital able to work, and that's how I'm leaving. Buyers tell you about Doctor Scanlon. So what I what I want to say about that is the moment between them. First of all, it goes without saying that Scully's amazing, <laughs> right? Jillian Anderson's great. Yep. But there's a moment where, with, with Mulder, where he has this smile sort of crack his face almost despite himself, and it says, I believe you, right? Yeah. There's a part of him where he's like, gee, I don't know. Everyone else is dead, right? Everyone would be thinking that realistically. But that's where I think Duchovny shines in that moment where he has a smile that kind of says, I believe you, even if it was just for a split second. And I think that's very powerful. Yes um, from him and I'm and difficult to do like, that's, I don't know, man, this is, this is hard shit. And obviously it goes without saying she's incredible. Duh. Let's, but her saying to prove yeah, to myself, prove to my family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: I do think it's, I think it's fair to say that, you know, a, we, we shut out Scully as a character and Jillian as an actress all, all the fucking time. So we don't like, we don't need a Scully centric episode to fucking, to go extra with it. I mean, we mm-hmm, do sure. somewhat anyway. Um, but also the, the fact that it is quote unquote a Scully episode, it is in terms of the emotional weight. But I think I think they're almost equally important here. If you're watching a show that's about two people, and you know, let's not get it wrong. At the end of the day, at least initially, the X Files show is about Mulder. That's that's why the show exists. It's yeah, the, the premise, the premise, the the dynamic of the characters is why it's good, and it becomes equally, very, very quickly, equally important with both of them. Completely. Mulder is important. To the point
1: where I would suggest that you can get away without Mulder, as as people have told me, but I'm not sure you can without Scully.
0: I think at the end of the day, the episodes with no Mulder are far, far better than the handful of episodes that don't have Scully in them. Completely. Yeah. Yep. Even entire fucking season without Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Because yes, you need him to create this thing, but at the end of the day, you know, once once it's kind of running, it's almost his uh you know, it lives on without him. The t- sure. the, the sure, quest, sure. right? Like every other fucking martyr. <laughs> out there.
1: Exactly, dude. Um,
0: exactly. But yeah, but it is important and that's why we're talking about the Duchovny and Mulder a lot is that, you know, his reaction to this is important and then this this quest he goes on. So we're not going to give it as much time but let's talk a little bit about the the X-Files-ish part of this and because this sure. is some good shit, right? This is, I agree. Yep. We get some spy craft, we get the lone gunman, we get some cool conspiracy shit, some cool relevations. What did you like here? What was your... Uh, I, I'm highlights. immediately
1: intrigued when they go to the, to the property uh, 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 the real estate agent lets them in and they immediately see some kind of remote access on a computer in the basement you're mm-hmm. like holy fuck here we
0: go <laughs> I
1: love it I love the discovery the discovery is the most 1997 or whatever <laughs> this came out shit ever because she picks it up and goes oh the modem is active and they go wow this place is empty there's an agent here selling the property so they go downstairs and go, Oh fuck. Right? <laughs> dude, By the way, worst agent of all time. Oh real bad. Hey, probably know probably know the property enough to know that there's a fucking transmitting
0: computer in the basement. Right? Also, dude, not to be like, you know, old manish. <laughs> But if an eighteen-year-old watches that and they're like, "What is that?" and like, "Well, because used to like um used to use the phone lines for the computer." Sure, sure. Would sure. they even know what the fuck you're talking about? What do you mean you <laughs> use the phone line for the computer? <laughs> yeah, you know the AOL
1: disk in the mail. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's funny. yeah, but no, it's cool. I like that instant spycraft hook. Basement transmitting. Holy mm. fuck! Trace- Where is it going? Trace it. Great. It, we're we're hot on the trail. This is yep. fun. I like yeah. this. I like the he, hunt, he the runs. thrill of the hunt. Yes. he runs as
0: soon as you know shadowy alleys. Fucking cool. All good shit. Right?
1: All kinds of shit like that. Leather jacket. You know he's fucking he's crushing <laughs> it incognito man.
0: Yeah, and and the whole reveal, and I I I really like how they play this guy Kurt mm. um, fucked up again. Kurt, not Kurt Warner. Craw- Crawford isn't <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh, Kurt Crawford. I like that sounds wrong doesn't it but I think it is it does it, it just is. doesn't it doesn't, sounds that, like a made up name like, exactly which is probably the made up name the guy gave to
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely not his real name sorry yeah. Chris Carter
0: <laughs> Um.
1: He, yeah that's he's fucking with him he's like my name's Chris Carter he's like oh yeah my name's Kurt
0: Crawford <laughs> 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 the fucking spook tricked him <laughs> he's like uh, well I'm a I'm a Hollywood director I'm making a TV show yeah I'm an FBI agent wanna play this game <laughs> Uh, the fucking guy works at a gas station Yeah, (laughs) we just ran a phone directory he's
1: just pulling a ball pack then true lies he's like jumpy (laughs) around loud noises pretending he's reaching for a gun and shit
0: (laughs) it's fucking awesome Uh, oh um, shit oh but no so I like how they handle his character I like that you're suspicious of him and then you kind of come to trust him and then Mm -hmm. he gets got and he goes green goo and then this, the next time you see him, you're like, oh, fuck. It's Are one of those bad guy, shapeshifter, alien dudes. Totally. And, and you, you keep thinking that. I, I kind of like forgot for a second. I was like, wait, why does Mulder actually show up with evidence? Oh, they must have like wanted him to have that or whatever. Yeah. You know, the yeah. bad guys want him to have that. And then it's not until they get in the lab later after breaking into the uh, the facility there. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. I
1: love that too. The the, the the hallway, the the man firing the, the 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 pistol in the hallway is awesome. Bag dump reload, Bye. dude. I was thinking the same thing. First of all, he's shooting blanks, and you can always tell because you can see the you can see the shell casing, and the actor will blink. Oh yeah, you always you always because you blink right. If you watch movies where they put where they put muzzle flash in with CGI and they're just waving guns around, it's so horrible
0: cuz you <laughs> see
1: like their eyes don't blink and when you fire a gun your eyes blink. Obviously you know that. Yeah. And and then like the shell casings are always a giveaway and sometimes they'll digitally add in shell casings. But I was thinking to myself, man, he's indoors ripping blanks. How fucking loud he must have thing. He must have ear protection on, man. I was like, dude. pow, pow, pow. And he fucking blinking every
0: time he pulls the trigger. I was like, fuck, it's going to be deaf. <laughs> when, when you retire from the murder syndicate, make sure you put a claim in for, for tinnitus, okay? Know, because you shit. probably are suffering from that. No get shit. that documented, okay? Because down oh, the road,
1: fuck. <laughs> murder syndicate. <laughs> it says here in the murder syndicate, you're covered for tinnitus. <laughs> How many did guys it occur on
0: the job? Yes, it did.
1: <laughs> How many guys are gone? I don't want to talk about it, Doc. <laughs> ah, I get it. <laughs> what
0: the fuck? Yeah, also, oh, fuck. it's like, what, what is that, a Colt 45? It's like seven it's, rounds of magic. He's bombing that <laughs> door man <laughs> it's so wild i like the idea he just keep
1: shooting the contained door he will eventually punch through it and you're right first of all hey guy can i see your can i see he's probably carrying it inside the waistband can i see how many magazines are on your boat? what are you fucking batman like you it was four. he had at least was, four magazines yeah. he just keeps reloading. Yeah. at least he was reloading um, i was yeah. like all
0: right He's like, maybe he's expecting a protracted conflict, I guess. <laughs> I'm an assassin who generally kills people with this pointy thing. I also carry two <laughs> pistols with six mags each so I can go guns akimbo. Exactly.
1: <laughs> How far are we are from a resupply? 17 days, man. He was prepared. He had all the all the ammo he was ever going to need, I guess.
0: Ready for everything. Yeah, yeah but it, ready dude, for everything. it gives real tension. Like, even... You're For watching, sure. you know Mulder's not going to die. It's hard not to get a little bit on the edge of your seat. You lean forward, the, mm-hmm. that that glass starts shattering, breaking through. He's yelling, Langley's mm-hmm. trying to open the door. Mulder's screaming into the radio. Like, this yeah. is good. That's, that's good action. Like, it's good you would, action. You would never think like, hey, let's talk about the action of M- Memento Mori, because it's such a sure, like, sure, sure, heavy, sure. dramatic episode. Right. But, you know, I do like that there is, like, this whole break-in scene is good, there's all the tradecraft, and you, and you put a little tense action in the end. Like, mm-hmm. cool. Yes, I concur. Yeah, and it doesn't feel obligatory. It it works. It, like, you know, the, everything, the tension steadily builds in that place. You know, totally. it starts with just security guards, and, and Langley, and uh, Frohicke going in, and the computer things, and then... Mulder losing, you know, losing when they lose the connection. So then it's like, fuck, he's, he's on their own security starts showing up. And then when that murder motherfucker shows up, very cool.
1: Does it, does it have a bit of a shade to the original mission impossible picture?
0: Yeah. dude, A little bit just
1: from a pacing standpoint and like the communications are cut. I I love that. Dude. Great call. And my God. It felt like it. It felt like it.
0: Why, why don't they make more movies like that? I fucking (laughs) love that kind of movie. Spycraft pictures are so good. Uh, spy game yeah man redford with and Pritt, and, dude I, I know
1: which go means you great. then have to also see three days of the condor oh yes what a classic fucking movie that's yep. all-time hot redford he suborns the
0: lady immediately it's great <laughs> <laughs> it's so
1: great <laughs> yeah and, and not then, like
0: no no yeah go ahead I, I do like the fun the fun like modern like all the mission impossible movies except for the second one are good they're a blast but you know let's not get it wrong the new ones are, are action movies the original right. one was a no shit, like, spy yes, thriller.
1: Yes, totally. Because the big action was him going down on the fucking wires, you know, catching his sweat. So cool.
0: And, and then the the part where his team gets wiped out. <sighs> I
1: was like, "Amelia Isfus is dead? What the fuck? I was mm. so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad they killed my guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, good shit. But no, I, I like... it. It, it is... It's pretty remarkable that the A storyline works in the emotional-driven, heavy context, and also, and also, the fucking the spy shit is dope. the The shot, man, I don't know, dude, but the shots of Frohickey him messing with the electronics, him in the tunnel, and all that shit—it's just wild. Man. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: And I think easy to say it's the most underrated part of the episode because the episode revolves around the heavy stuff, and I get, of that. course. But it is a big thing to say that I think there are episodes and we've talked about it before and I'm trying to see if a name of one will come to mind as I talk. Unlikely, but there's episodes which are a little bit heavier, more dramatic, more character building where there's some action in there and sometimes it can come across as kind of like, I'll oh, just, there's not a better word for it, obligatory like of course, well of we course. need we need something we can't just be talky talk the whole time we gotta like throw something in there we gotta have this silo blow up we gotta you know do something and it's like okay sure but like this was no this was a good good well-structured and you know well-directed part of this whole thing and and still yeah and, and the mythology part of it it's still good absolutely you know Yep, yep, no shit episode, man. Mythology, Solid. it's still building.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm waiting for the fall. I know you guys Close. talk about it. I'm warned about the great falling of the, uh, <laughs> the the great falling as it were.
0: I would say it's it's less of a falling. It's more of a- Petering we, out. We are watching a expert juggler add item after item after ah, item up in the air. Yeah. And then at some point- Good metaphor. It's just too many. And they don't yeah. all fall at once, but it it gets messy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because you take a you take a you, well, I'll, I guess when we get to three stars, I'll, I'll I'll talk about that a little more specifically.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, man. I guess that's um, that's f- lamento mori, right? Fogney, A. Fogney. Uh, w- what this one end up at for you?
1: Um, if I want to be honest with myself, that's a like. Yeah. Yeah. It I probably have... deserves a love, but it's a like.
0: I think it is for me too, and it's very very close. It's a solid episode. It's one where I think there's episodes that I would say I love that I think if I try to be objective are, mm. are not as good as this episode. I think this is a yes. great episode yes, I that I, I happen to only like, like strongly, but like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know what it is. You've made it pretty clear, I think, what the biggest hang up is for you. right? Um, for me, maybe it is the, I guess my biggest problem is the. Which to be clear is not objective at all. No, no, but that's that's what like love scale is, right? Sure, of course, purely of course. subjective. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess unlike maybe,
1: unlike this objective, hard hitting analysis we do for an hour,
0: fucking nothing, <laughs> nothing but facts and science,
1: just crushing them over to fucking
0: monster, fact after fact, coming <laughs> off the bat with speed. <laughs> we are the molders of podcasters, just nothing but shoot from the hip and believe everything, and especially we have, ourselves.
1: We have to believe love uh, is gonna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right what um should we give a listener comment or two
1: yeah fire it off pal i think you already kind of did one didn't you
0: i did before but let me let me throw in well, you, um,
1: you kind of did you because you were talking about the, that scale
0: yeah yeah that was um from a different different post but yeah the, the bad larry to do scale uh but mm. i'm gonna give one to um old, old Nikki red Nikki in Nikki the chat Redd. right now uh, I love this episode. The voiceover that Jillian Anderson gives as Scully throughout the episode is amazing. It sets the tone, sets the tone for the episode to be very gloomy and depressing. <laughs> you got it. As a viewer, we're not sure how the story arc will play out if Scully will live or die. When the voiceover Scully is playing, it feels like a death notice to Mulder to move on and allow Scully to do this on her own. I love how the episode brings back certain elements of the past episodes with the alien bounty hunters, hybrids, humans, and tanks, and the women that were abducted as well. The episode also brings up the story arc between Mulder and Scully, with Scully telling Mulder that she has cancer instead of her mother first. All around a great episode. Glad you guys are back. So, good, great comment. Two things I fucking really love is just, you know, we didn't talk enough about the mythology, but we mentioned it, and it is that, yes, we're bringing back everything. We're, We're tying it together. The juggling act is is going well. The crowd, we're laughing. Everybody's laughing and clapping. The circus <laughs> act is proceeding well. Another <laughs> ball in the mix. <laughs> Eleven. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Can he do twelve? Uh, the crowd, next? the crowd
1: can't even clap anymore. Now they just sit on hushes. Right? <laughs> it's getting to be too much.
0: Um, Surely he cannot add another item to the mix. <laughs> but it's a good point. We we beat up on Scully's mom, rightfully so. Mm. But we didn't point out the 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 very obvious and important character point that Mulder was the first person that Scully told about this. Of course, the first person—that's fucking huge. He bought a plane ticket five minutes
1: after that (laughs) (laughs) to get the fuck out of touch. (laughs) I gotta go find the the truth. Good luck, the truth for the truth or something. (laughs) Have fun dealing with the ultimate truth. I'll be out there finding. Are you sure? (laughs) I'll be out there finding the metaphorical truth.
0: I need twenty cc's of truth Mm -hmm. quick. Where is it? Fuck! All right. Um,
1: Rosemary Quinn says, and, and I'm and I'm reading her because she mentions Skinner where we fail to. Oh. Um, has always been a favor for the shipper due to the last five minutes of this episode and that forehead kiss, TM, which they apparently originally shot as a real kiss. Um, other highlights include Skinner being a badass with the line, "At least he doesn't take an elevator up to get to work." Mm-hmm. Love it. Also, how badass is Skinner in this episode, dude? He 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 he's tough, man. He he doesn't, he wants to make sure Mulder finds it another way, but he's there saying, you know, he gets into that little, little, uh, tete a tete with fucking cigarette smoking man. And he's just like, what's it, what's it gonna, when it's, to, what's it gonna take? What are you offering? What's it gonna take? I like how he's like, I'm not playing this game with you. Yep. Just tell me what I need to do to save this woman's life. And he kind of wins because he's like, awesome. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So all that work that Mulder did, thanks, but Skinner's on it, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a cute you get that little vial, but um,
0: it's going to be heavy lifting here.
1: Mm. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, he says Mulder looking very hot in his spy gear headset and leather jacket. I agree. And, of course, good old Chris Carter signature flowery language in Scully's letters to Mulder. I loved every second. Um, nice. Can I just add a postscript here? Yeah. Do you, do you like the voiceovers? Because they are universally lauded as awesome.
0: In this episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From her. Yeah. yeah, and I know that, um, and I'm curious what you think, um, and in general, I think maybe we've beat up, I don't know if we have in, in the x No, I, I, th-
1: I think we've always liked them in this show.
0: Yeah. Um, like they usually, sometimes get a
1: bit flowery, as, as uh, Rosemary 100%,
0: saying. yep. Um, <laughs> but I think it would be impossible to believably deliver some of these feelings and Particularly, one hundred percent unbelievable to put this language in any other format. Mm-hmm, yeah. To have her character say this to Mulder would
1: not L- work. L- ludicrous, ludicrous. Unless it's unless it's written by one named Billy Shakespeare.
0: <laughs> to have her have her <laughs> write it because you can. I mean, and that's
1: that's, that's how we journal. It's how we journal. right?
0: Yeah, man, and it's not untrue. You can write shit to people that you can't say a thousand percent right. I mean,
1: and sometimes uh, you go, oops.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it allows Scully to be emotionally expressive in a almost intellectual manner.
1: Yes. Uh, Great, great catch. Um, I was going to say they work for me because I think we have a lot of focus on Scully and there's only so many ways, given the position she finds herself in. To express the difficulty she's grappling with, it gives her a vehicle to do that. Um, it in in that's just the way it is. Like that's that it, you without it without it you're putting a lot of extra scenes in there with her doing a lot of talking that might I don't know it might be too much. I think it I think the reflection is good. It adds an it adds a narrative novel quality to it. Yeah, yeah. At first I was I wasn't sure but I liked it better as as it went on. I said because I started to think about like, you know, put yourself in the in Chris Carter's position here and how he's trying to have her express herself with giving her some of the episode and uh, you know, doing a good enough job. There's a lot of visual stuff that we get to see with the uh, with the treatments and stuff like that, which is pretty intense, but but no, yeah, I think it works out very well. It it gets her it gets us in her head. Yes, as a viewer.
0: Yes, because that's what we're hearing is her working through processing these thoughts. That's what a journalist, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yep, totally. Do, do you yeah, journal? Yeah, yeah. Do you ever journal? Yeah, yep, yeah, I have. Yeah. Not, not I, a lot, not consistency. I, I probably should, but I don't.
0: I think it's a super healthy thing that I never have ever, more than like a week or two at a time. It's <laughs> so it's so good.
1: It's, it's first of all, writing is just so cathartic in general. Yeah. Even if you're writing fiction for like a game. But um, but yeah, the ability to be, because it, it makes you reconcile the truth of what's in your head, and it also surprises you the way it comes out because sometimes it can be all jumbled up in that mess, yeah, and it's it's all it's all banging around in that gray matter like a fucking pinball machine, and then when you start to put it to paper, suddenly it starts to convalesce around coherency, right? And sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it takes two pages. And then you, it starts to convalesce. It could take a while because yep. you're jumbling through, right?
0: Yeah, healthy process that I for sure. Uh, three stars, baby. Mm. Three stars. I am afraid. Do you want me
1: to go first? Or yeah, first? go ahead. Uh, la, la Number three, Sheila Larkin as Margaret Scully. No, I'm kidding. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: fucking douche. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Number three for me is David Duchovny as Fox Mulder. Um, I think David Duchovny does a very good job, and it's very difficult to do a good job when clearly you're not the star this week. Um, That's one of the reasons I like supporting actor and actress ideas. That's one of the reasons I always uh, enjoy villains, because they're not supposed to be the one that you're going, ooh, ah, ooh, uh," you know what I mean? Mm. Um, As long as they're written well, of course. That's that's a a fucking major factor of it. But, um, and then, uh, so he's my number three for, for the reasons we've already mentioned. Number two this week is going to go to, and I know he gets it a lot from me, but I'm going to give it to Rob Bowman, the director. And I'm going to give it to Rob Bowman because he does a lot visually with a, with an episode that's very difficult to make visually appealing. Um, Chris Carter comes to you and he says, Hey Rob, I got some voiceovers. And he says, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to do that. I'll just wait for, I'll point my camera when it's time for me to have my turn. So he's kind of a little bit hamstrung by the voiceover. That's kind of one of the reasons I brought that question up. But he, in the in this, in this the spy moments, he does a very good job of showing us something that is reminiscent of the first Mission Impossible movie because it builds suspense so well. Um, the bad guy stalking down the hallway is, is shot very well. And that's Bowman saying, this is how we're going to do it. And uh, and uh and i think it i think it just does a good job the the treatment that she gets it's a good way to visually make us feel the anxiety and the intensity of that treatment right that's bowman the way he shot that the way he puts the, the like let's show the mask on her let's show all this stuff and uh, he's just giving us a story visually and naturally um you're you're in a difficult spot when we're playing the, a, a long voiceover game, and we're going to shoot this in a hospital, if I tell you I'm going, to, you're going to shoot this in a hospital, you're immediately going to be like, "Well, okay, that puts some strains on what we're trying to do here to make this sort of a visual feast." Yeah, finally, it has to be. Sadly, it has to be Jillian Anderson is and Scully um, for a tackling the subject matter and b tackling it the way with which she does. Um, the the voiceovers, you know, the voiceovers I'm, I'm going to say are good. But it's not like Scully can do anything with him. It's not like Julianne can do much with a voiceover. That's not. She's just kind of reading a voiceover. But when she gets her opportunity to act, and yes, inflections a thing. But when she gets her opportunity to, to act, she does a very good job, and she does it in a way that shows the emotional weight that's sort of breaking through her stoicism in in moments where you would imagine it would for anybody, despite yeah. your strength and stoicism and her almost reserved approach to this week's task is remarkable to me. It's very very impressive. So, good shit out of her. It's one thing to get mad and yell at uh, Brad Dorf. You know, it's it, we we also have to think of another thing with her like it's it's one thing to sit, sit across from Brad Dorf and to be acting with Brad Dorf and to into and be inspired by the professional professionalism of a man like brad dorff and to then rise to the occasion it's another to be dealing with voiceovers and kind of hemming and hawing at your own existence that's hard you know it, you know it's not it's like the it's like the sports adage which is like you know we play to the level of our competition sometimes and um yeah man yelling and blowing up at Lutha Lee boggs is one thing that's something every actor wants to just go bananas but this quiet reservation of fear combined with strength that she's finding in these moments of doubt. It's really difficult to get across visually. And that's why she's amazing as an actress. She's just fantastic.
0: It's so. good shit, man. Clearly um, number one. Yeah. I think, uh, I- I'm going to go the inverse order because hit me. It, number one, Jillian, cause it is obvious. Um, sure. and I will say with the voiceovers, y- you're right, but, Less is more, and that's kind of a pro move by her to not do, not try to do too much, not try to put too much emotion into it. Just, sure, sure. Just a touch. Um, yeah, you know. And I'm glad you. I'm not going to put Bowman on the list, but I'm really glad you you did. And I I considered it on the third for the third star um, yep. because the visuals are great. And you know, man, it's interesting. There, there's lighting. It's kind of, the lighting. I should have the, talked
1: more about. The, there's so much great the, lighting in this. There's app. so
0: much great lighting. And then use like not just lighting, but like the Shouts. white light motif. <laughs> like, yes. that's what the whole episode starts on. It happens again when she's coming, you know, out of her, her dream with the doctor in the room. I think it happens one more time when she's having the, the nightmare of the drill. Um, oh, yeah, but yeah. there is that, that white oh, light, light yeah, yeah. kind of motif thing is, um, is definitely there. But, uh, no, I'm going, uh, DeCovney too. I think he's, uh, he really crushes it and he deserves the attention we get. Um, in a few ways. I mean, he has some great emotional moments down to the little things, the, the, the anxiousness of waiting in that hallway. Yeah. But also, you know, he gets to do some action shit and, and sure. he's, he's good at it. You know, like the company looks good running around and doing shit. Um, he does. and he can do that and also have some great emotional stuff. And we don't talk about him yet. So boom, uh, or enough. And number three, I'm actually going to go, uh, collectively with the lone gunman. I had a feeling you um, might. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a total bias thing, but fuck it. It's my three stars. Um, uh, but I do think they add pretty much the only levity to this episode. They're, they're great. They're fun. That's they're always point. fun. Um, it's cool to see them doing shit in this one. You know, sometimes we get to them and it's just them in the room giving their little nerdy shit. They actually get to get out in the field and do stuff. <laughs> um, which is fun and, and show a little bit of each of their personalities and, and what they're willing to put on the line, even though they're they're not heroes, they're not heroic. We see buyers fucking scared of shit, but they're still there. They're still there doing the spy shit. Dude, um, I was a
1: I was a hair away
0: from giving it to buyers. Oh uh, yeah?
1: Just just for being on site, like you said. He's not an operator. Yeah. He's not he's not a field agent. And then he's and then and then when Mulder's like, go tell okay, go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great <laughs> oh cool well fuck man I think that does it it's, uh, it's good and nary nary a dick or fart joke to be seen in this one maybe no, a couple
1: maybe a couple well, um, strangely enough we're recording this on Yom Kippur so happy Yom Kippur to uh, any of our Jewish listeners. But it's funny because uh, um, we have that episode next week, which next is about episode. the Hasidic Jewish community and the in the uh, the murder and shit. So you know what else? Like, ah, too
0: bad we couldn't have been recording that one today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is in that episode? What? Fucking if you're listening, pick your over unders. Do a little side bet on how many D and D references because the monster to be faced oh just golem is the golem.
1: Hell yeah, that's well, from Jewish a- legend, man. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I had it was playing on in the background, and I saw the, the one of the dudes is from Kindred, the Embraced, One of the actors, the fucking the, oh, one really? Bat, one of the I bad guys, yeah. He's one of the
0: never watched that show.
1: Yeah, it's it's worth watching just just to see it. <laughs> yeah, just just to observe it. When they're like, "You're a toy. toy. I'm like, "Yeah, I know." I'm a and you're a venture. It's like yeah. Anyway, all right, all right. Um, well, Josh, in the spirit. <laughs> of your sober September. (laughs) All right, no, it's all serious. In the the spirit, of course, of the X-Files podcast, Josh, do me a favor, buddy. With all your heart, tell these good people goodbye.
0: Scully, I got that hospital ground. I got 30 cc's of truth to inject.
1: You've been listening to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net That's libertystreetgeek.net